0: Gweno Glyn, everyone, on the piano. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, amazing event, BAFTA, Welsh Government, into film, Welsh Screen, uh, here to celebrate and listen to somebody uh, so intimidatingly brilliant that um, I f- Every time I talk to her, I feel I get thicker by the second. Um, So uh, her story is inspiring and it is a pleasure to sort of be here tonight. And I just love the idea that events like this, that we're doing them, that it's into film. Young people, education, coming together with BAFTA and Welsh Government and Welsh Screen, making things so uh, available to uh, young people of Wales and making... Uh, It's clear that there is a industry that is welcoming and available and wants their input. So let's all have a round of applause for that, because that's just brilliant. (laughs) So let's talk to the multi-talented about multi-universes and multi-platforms, Wales's very own (laughs) Linwen Brennan!
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, don't worry about that.
0: Don't worry about that. Nice, nice to be here.
2: Nice to, to have here. To be here. Family's in, you here. Families in, give us a shout. Families in. Whoop!
0: <laughs> so, uh, I, I said earlier before you came out that uh, I find your success so intimidatingly brilliant. Oh I feel stop. thicker by the second. <laughs> but let's go back. So, you are the daughter of two teachers? I am. Head teachers?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One from North, one from South Wales? Yes.
2: There
0: we go. Yes, Anglesey and
2: Pembrokeshire. Beautiful places. Yes.
0: And so within that, sort of instilling you a a sort of work ethic to.
2: Definitely. Yeah. I think a curiosity instilled um, in me. And um, like um, uh, my brother put it to my mum the other day um, a love of learning. And, um, you know, and, and I think from that, a bit of a. Um, a fearlessness, you know, to take on, on new things. Yeah. Um, so it was a fantastic uh, start in life to have, have opportunities presented and, um, you know, just encouragement to, to learn. So.
0: What, what was the sort of light bulb moment sort of early on? Was it a film? Was it a story? Was it a book? Was it uh, a piece of music? What was the sort of... That sort of
2: you know, I think for me, it was, it was kind of all of the above, right? Um, I played the violin um, and I was in orchestras and I was in the drama club and the school plays. And, uh, you know, again, my parents encouraged us all to just, to just participate and to, to, um, to take part. And, <laughs> um, and so I think I was immersed in the arts and I, think, I don't think that's that particularly unusual in Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, long may that last. Because um, it's so in- important and um, as part of that, um, th- my interest in film was, was kind of peripheral in a way. I was, I was much more active in drama and, and music and um, film was um, something that seemed unreachable. Um, to me, I and mean, it was inspiring, and I loved the stories, and the story, you come from Wales, you're, you're surrounded by storytellers all the time, right, and it's in, it's in our blood, um, and I've always, I've always loved stories, and um, and uh, so f- a film grabbed me for, for that reason, but it felt a little out of reach for, for me um, at the time, because we didn't have great programs, I did s- um, s- some speaking t- today with um, some kids who were in this into film um, program which is yep. amazing um when when i was Into little, film is amazing it's amazing um and such um uh, you know an inspiration to, to those those kids and they, they they get to tell they have a medium to tell their stories my sister and my brother and i we used to write plays and record them on cassette tapes not video cassette tapes like cassette tapes wow. which i'm, I'm fearful that my mum has a hoard of them somewhere. Um, you know, Were we there any effects on those things? <laughs> there was lots of boom and bash. And oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, th- and that was kind of our, our entry into into storytelling. Um, but film was something that grabbed me pretty late on um, and through a series of accidental events, um, I found myself in the, the, um, the f- sort of Dipping my toe in the film industry, in, in the film industry, in the visual effects industry, um, not really committing, and then uh, seeing Jurassic Park in the cinema for the first time, and okay. that was when for me it was like, I want to do that. I'm going to work at ILM one day.
0: Really? Yeah. That was it. That, that was it. A it. Cinema was in it. South Wales. Yeah. And you saw the. the yeah, London. Of the in London. London, yeah. So yeah. you saw the ripples in the glass, you saw the yeah. T-Rex. Yeah. And you were like that. All the
2: little details, like the eye of the T. Rex sort of closing Uh when the torch went to the eye, and just like that, just made it so much more real. And then the spectacle of how did they possibly make something you know is impossible just look so real? And that was it. That was the the moment I knew that's what I wanted to do.
0: Because we talked about three films. You said Jurassic Park. Yes. E.T. Yes. And Jaws.
2: Yes, Jaws. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to tell you about Jaws. Yes, I certainly remember seeing Jaws. I remember being picked up from brownies, which is probably a little young to go and see Jaws, actually. Um. Mum. <laughs> it was not mermaid with my dad. <laughs> she probably didn't know. Um, uh, and going to see Jaws, and I remember being t- Terrified for years after mm. um, that had a real big impact, and that 's a great example of filmmaking that you don 't actually see the shark very often, mainly because it broke during filming um, and but that just the, the threat of of, um, it uh, made especially the story work harder, right, didn't it? Like Tembe. All right, there you, you go. You know, it felt very, very real. It's they like, still do uh, a get in the water in Tembe. I in know. Store. Well, I, I was, I was scared to have a bath or sit on the toilet for a long time. <laughs> um, and still now, whenever I go somewhere and, and I'm snorkeling, I cannot not hear that theme. Song in the back of my head. I'm sure it happens. I'm not the only one. I hear. Um, and now my son's learnt to play it on the piano, so I hear it constantly. Um, but that was a, definitely a pivotal moment. And then I think the first time I cried in the in in the um, mm. cinema and that, that it really touched my heart was E. T. Oh. Yeah, that one yeah. still gets still. Yeah. I,
0: I know he's not here because I can't yeah. feel him. Yeah. Anymore. Oh I my know. gosh, that film. Yeah. But, th- but you talk about story, and really, at its core, it's always about story, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's about engagement and relating on a on a universal level. Yeah. You know, I remember in of the Spielberg documentary, you talked about E.T. being yes. a replacement for the father figure yeah. for Elliot, and what would be more extraordinary, the loss of divorce, the loss of yeah. divorce, mm-hmm. and and you talk about the shark, the, the, the shark not working meant the characters and story had to work harder, mm-hmm. meaning that when the shark did happen, it had to be absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park sort of, it comes, it
2: seems
0: mm-hmm. to have all that.
2: It's so all about <laughs> overcoming something, and that's certainly what Star Wars is about.
0: Yes. Yeah, I bet. So you think it's, it's always a, are they sort of, are you attracted to those values in the story? I mean, at what point do you engage with the story? <laughs>
2: I think the thing that um you know, the things that drive me um, and those stories overlap is that idea of, um, um, of teamwork and, and, uh, and um, um, people coming together and, and acting in a selfless way to actually overcome. Um, mm. And to actually um, make something better, you know, whether it be killing the shark, it wasn't better for the shark, I guess, but, um, but <laughs> for the community. And certainly with, with Star Wars, at the, end, at the end of the day, it's really about, George often says, it's about two different types of people in the world it's those that are selfish and those that are compassionate and um, the, uh, the idea that people who are compassionate can do amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, there's something in the core of that with stories like E.T. as well, the, the idea that there is um, a, a common goal that um, whether it be a team of kids or a family or a team trying to escape uh, you know, a, a park full of dinosaurs, there is, there is some sort of thread there. That the jeopardy is there, the, d- yeah. the DNA, mm-hmm. it's
0: in the DNA. Yeah. So, you, the films happen, and then you go to work in... You set up a company, don't you?
2: Yes, um, well, effect. my brother does. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take credit for that. Um, he's um, the genius in the family. So, I have a very odd way that I got into the, um, uh, the film industry, and this is going to be an example of one of those ten- tangents I told you to save me from. But um, I did geography in university, and um, I didn't really w- know what I wanted to do after, after university. And um, I was going to take a year off and travel and my, my degree was environmental geography and I just assumed I'd go back and do some sort of study and save the world somehow. Um, <laughs> I should do. Um, and about a week after graduation, I fell off a roller coaster and got very, very um, um, severely injured. Um, And it took me, I nearly lost my leg, my leg, still doesn't work very well to these days, which is my excuse for not running marathons and things. Um, I've got one of those <laughs> <things>. <laughs> um, But I couldn't get to the other side of the room, let alone the other side of the world wow. at that time. I was laid up for a, about a year, I couldn't walk. And um, at that time, Gareth, my brother, had an idea of, of setting up a company to do um, visual effects software for film. I mean, it was a pretty nascent industry at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't really any commercially available software for film, so he had this idea, and he asked me to read some things and some manuals and to like have some ideas, and I kind of got a little into it, you know. I was like, I'd never even thought about visual effects as, as a creator. I'd always loved film, but never considered it, um, and so he gave me a chance. I've, I've always had quite an annoying tenacity as, as a um, little sister, and he thought that might come in useful <laughs> in his company. So he gave me a chance to um, to help set up the marketing plan and help set up the company. And I said I'd give it a year because, you know, and while I was getting myself um, yeah. back, literally back on my feet. Um, and um, it was in that year, the very first company that we sold the software to was ILM. And the very first film they, sh- they used it on was Jurassic Park. And it was when we saw, we took a bunch of, clients to see it in the cinema in London and it was that moment they said that's it this is what I'm doing I'm not 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 going back to study I know where I'm going I'm going to California and I'm going to work for ILM
0: and that was the decision that was the,
2: that was the moment so yeah
0: and then yeah. you got there and you just sort of started it just fitted like a glove it
2: did it did there's something about that company I really I often say I, I fell in love with it the minute I walked through the door it's hard to explain um uh, George set up the company purposely outside of Hollywood. He set it up in Northern California. He, um, George Lucas. George Lucas, sorry. George Lucas. <laughs> George. Um, <laughs> um, he, he had to, it didn't, none of the, the uh, tools um, um, existed when he wanted to make Star Wars. So, he had to and he was told it was unmakeable so he had to find a team of people who um, had the audacity to think that it was doable mm. and they had to build the computers from scratch they had to build the cameras from scratch they didn't exist you know there was no motion control at that time they had to build one and um, they'd invent it then they had to build it um, and that that's sort the of, uh, dna of fearless innovation is still really strong in the company, and the minute I walked through the door, there was just this kind of bunch of rebellious mavericks that also were a, a, a supportive community. It was—it's a very, very family-based community, mm. and you either sink or swim there. And like they all can reject quite a bit <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because it isn't—it has a very um, particular atmosphere. And I just fit. I just knew I—I—I I, I, I fit. And um, I went uh, for a six month gig on episode one and um, uh, in a relatively low level position and 20 years later and over 180 films later, I'm still there. (laughs) I didn't really have a plan once I got there. I just like I knew was like I was so driven. I wanted to get to ILM. And then once I got there. It was just, oh, I love this, what more can I do? Like, how, how can I help? And, and they
0: just keep giving you they just kept roles giving me and departments and, and saying, Lynn, yeah. she can handle it, <laughs> she can do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just, uh, everything that I took on, I didn't know how to do when, when they first gave it to me, but it just it just evolved in a very organic way. And then I was out on maternity leave with my son, and um, George called and asked me if I would run the company if I'd become president, which says more about him than it does about me, quite honestly. Well, um, it says amazing. a lot
0: about you, really. I mean, asking to be the president <laughs> of. Um, talk about back to work scheme. Yeah, I, mean? I know. Uh, I had incredible. all sorts of
2: hormones going on. I was like, sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 he has no. I mean, but I mean, did you have to. T- I mean, you obviously said yes straight away.
2: I didn't, actually. Um, I I did take some persuasion, Um, I I mean obviously it was incredibly um, honoured to be asked I um, first asked if they were crazy <laughs> I was like, I've, I've, I've just had a baby um, and I, yeah, of d- I, I, I can't have a shower in the morning at the yes. moment, let alone run a company. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it took some hesitation and, and, you know, I knew it was going to be quite um, the were the ch- to uh, you know, discuss it with my husband and... Um, but really, I think deep down, I just knew I was going to have to do it. It was, it was like once in a lifetime. Who, does, who says no to that, really? Um, so, yeah.
0: And he's very visual in the way he thinks, isn't he? Yes. I've heard some great yes. stories about him not... Wanting any plate shots in edits instead yeah. of making things to he, to he illustrate
2: this. He's an amazing George Lucas. Is an amazing. Keep, keep <laughs> putting <in> George please. <laughs> I'm loving um, it. He he he's he's an amazing um, he's an amazing artist. He's an amazing leader, um, and an amazing person. So it's really unfair that so much amazing is in one person. But um, he 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 is a ve- very visual storyteller and he can see the shots and he'll know from um different takes that he ha- has has made he'll have it in his head he'll mm. know oh i've got that actor's performance from that take and that one from that one and it's a very interesting challenge in post because we have to get that out of his head and look through all of the takes and make sure that we can we can piece, piece things together but then he also Um, He also has been responsible for pushing so many advances in um, technology in films. You know, certainly visual effects wouldn't exist without him. but you know ILM has been the home of photoshop it 's been the home of motion control mm. it 's the uh, home of digital editing, digital sound. none of this would have existed digital map painting you know, n- none of this would have existed without George saying he had an idea and that he was going to take the risk on himself um, if we weren 't able to pull it off and um, So he really supported us from the top, that idea of, of um, taking risks, and it's okay. In fact, it's celebrated if you fail. Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes the company so unique. And then now that we are part of Disney, I th- it's continued. Um, you know, Bob Iger came to us when, when we were acquired and said that he he buys cultures, and it's from the culture comes the unique product. And they, they've really stood by, by their, their word. And in an in a industry that sometimes it's too easy to play safe yeah But you know we're, s- we're still out there a little on a limb
0: <laughs> but it feels like the stories are so like you say they're so grounded like yeah. the the effects when i think of industrial light of magic that they, they they're embedded they're grounded they're purposeful they mm. have reason they're not there to mm. to to paper over anything or dazzle or distract they're sort of even like from the early kind of stormtroopers with mm. boxes on their chests yeah. and stuff like that it yeah. was all sort of in that sort of ambient mode. And it feels like it hasn't lost that. And across the merchandise as well, Mm. like how important play has Mm. been within these stories and Mm -hmm. film, uh, which I think is a sort of triumph of those universes that children can extend the story in their own sort of playtime.
2: Yeah, it's so true. I think that, again, um, George really tapped into something there. Um, you know, not, not only as a, a, an amazing businessman keeping all of the rights for the, for the merchandise, but as a storyteller, mm. he understood that, you know, the, the stories he, he, he is telling in Star Wars um, are so complex and so deep. And um, he also knows that kids like to go deep into their stories. I know I see it with my son, you know, I, I come home, from from work and i feel like i'm being tested on my work he's there with his encyclopedia or the ships and asking me yeah. like what does this bit on that ship do and why is it there <laughs> um but that's that's what kids you know they get immersed and and then having that role play um uh you know especially with his characters being um both complex and simple at the same time mm-hmm. um you know you see it um, today, obviously, with the lightsaber battles, but with the with the action figures, e- uh, um, etc., how it extends and they tell their own stories, but that you can tell that the the, the essence of of um, the meaning is is um, and It's really important clear. to you
0: as well, isn't it? That these it's, strands continue it's really across important. all the universes of of the. Yeah,
2: online. the way that we manage our brand now is very holistic. And, um, you know, we, uh, as you saw in the reel, we're looking at our storytelling not just in film and our TV series, but also, you know, the games and and, um, the books um, and, um, you know, even parks and even, um, you know, some of the toys have a story to them. And we might see something in a book or a game that shows up um and uh, later in a film or vice versa and um it's all one masterful plan <laughs> <laughs> um but it's that's what's so great because i think i think if you if uh, again i think star wars is a very i'm obviously think star wars is a very sp- um, special property because i I feel it is so important. Like Tom will go through a book and go really, really deep, and he'll know those characters. And it'll throw him if the character is doing something really different in a in a um, in a book than mm-hmm. he than that character did in a in in the the TV series, for example. Or if we mess around with the timeline and we have characters that meeting other characters just because we like that character and we'd like to bring them back and that would be cool for that, you know, it would be cool for Darth Vader to meet Rey. You know, Mm. it it doesn't, it it, it breaks it and it it, it loses some of its authenticity. So it's really important that we we, um, um, uh, have that integrity of the the galaxy that he he created and and that that shows up on every platform.
0: So so take us through an example (laughs) of a day? What is your working oh, day like? My day. Is it sort of like <laughs> uh, conducting an orchestra, d- doing writing a novel and doing your taxes <laughs> at the same time? It Sometimes sort of feels like
2: <laughs> it okay. feels like that might be describing your day. Well, no, um. <laughs>
0: no, 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 This, this is th- my This. My,
2: <laughs> my day uh, is um, all about context shifting um, and all about balance. Um, so we have four stu- uh, ILM studios around the world now, so we're literally a 24-hour production cycle. We shoot our films um, over here and on location, and we're based in California. So my day generally starts at 7.30 or 7 at, at my kitchen table on a video conference, either with Pinewood or with our UK studio. And they're very used to you know me on the video conference and my cat walking by, they're very familiar with my cat's butt, <laughs> walking as soon as I get my computer out, my cat has to, I don't know if anybody, that's <laughs> just my cat, but my cat, as soon as the computer is out, he's like, oh, I have, must walk back and forth over this yeah, keyboard. My computer
0: gets a lot of attention, yes. I want some of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and all my son asking where the Cheerios are, you know, but, but you know, it's, it's, it works, that balance works so for fun. me, that I can do that, that at home, and then when Tom go, goes to school, I go in and we have dailies, Um, So dailies, um, maybe ILM visual effects shots that were rendered overnight or it might be dailies from set. So that's uh, usually how how my day starts, which is, once I get in, which is a great way to start because you kind of rooted in the creative, um, uh, and then I have the best assistant in the world, and she is so damn efficient. Um, every single second of my day is booked, but it might be, I might go from dailies to reviewing the business plan and the financial plans for the company, and then I might do a green light meeting for a computer game, and then I might um, um, meet with the um, story team about um, the uh, uh, animated series, or I might... Um, you know meet with the publishing team or look at a whole bunch of consumer products and look at their their plans so it's really very very varied or I might um, be meeting with a director on another film for another studio for for ILM so it's it's I am the the constant um, context shifting which sometimes like might take me a second in the It's like what are we talking about again what did I decide last time Um, but it's really it's it's really varied, which makes it really interesting. But the most important thing is that, again, it comes from George right from the beginning. Um, the company is full of people who are experts at what they do, and um, they're also <coughs> really nice people. Like you, often have those two don't often go together, right? Experts mm-hmm. and geniuses, and really, really nice. Um, so it's we have a lot of fun, um, and I
0: like to think geniuses have g- been given a. Like Get out of jail free. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh,
2: it's a, but yeah, it's it's you know great. I mean? We have fun. You can still and be nice, but they know <laughs> what they know what they're doing. And so, a lot of my day is just uh, is uh, actually sitting there going. Yep, sounds good. Sounds good. Do that.
0: More of that. <laughs> uh, but the, the capacity to hold those, uh, all those things in your in your uh, is that something a trait you've always had, been able to. Multitask. I suppose playing the violin and studying and all. Have have you? Has she always been able to do a million and one things, or is that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just because it seems like it. of those
2: things, she probably didn't want me to do. (laughs) um, I think so. I think I've always. Because it suits
0: you. Must you must have that brain that's. I I
2: I think I have a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I love, I love what I, I'm really lucky to have this job. I mean, come on. So I, I, I yeah. love what I do so it's actually not that hard to have energy for it and and, and to, to um, really be enthused by it. And, um, you know, I, 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 there, is, there is no shortcut. I work really hard, really long hours, because my day then ends with our Singapore office. After Tom's gone to bed, I'm always on the same kitchen table with the same cat's butt going back and forth with, ma- with our Singapore studio. Um, and uh, um, so I definitely work long, long hours, but um, I've, I think I've, I've just, I've always just loved learning and that is something that was installed in me from, from, from the beginning.
0: And you're very passionate about um, bringing an in industry to Wales. Mm-hmm. And opening, uh, making more opportunities for, for young people, especially young women, to come yes. into the industry. To, so, can we talk about sort of, to quote you, leaving the industry? You, your ambition would be to leave the industry in a better place than you found, found it.
2: it yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I feel that um, I feel very fortunate in my journey in, in the industry because I had the good fortune of landing in a very speci- special place like Lucas Farm. um not everyone is that fortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially in, in the visual effects part of our industry, the, the statistics are shameful. It's 17 and a half percent of our industry are women. And so there is definitely a barrier for women coming in, a perceived barrier of women coming Do in. Do you think it's a
0: perceived barrier? Or um,
2: I think, I, I, I think, now it is a perceived barrier. Mm-hmm. I think it used to exist, which has meant that the industry is, is very dominated, frankly, by white dudes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it, it, it creates this atmosphere and the perception that, um, that uh, um, diversity isn't necessarily something that is welcomed in the industry. And that is changing, mm-hmm. thank goodness. Yeah. Um, but it takes a while for to, to see that change sort of move up the ranks so we 've been um, uh, ma- doing a lot of different things because it 's not just one thing that 's going to t- going to change yet, but we 've been doing a lot of outreach from uh, um, uh, early age groups in school, encouraging um, uh, girls to to uh, get involved in STEM subjects. There is, there is, there's a reason for everything that we do. If you look at a lot of our, our toy planning, we do a lot with companies like Little Bits, which are, is a fantastic company there's, that, that um, makes programming droids um, something that is, uh, is um, a fun to do for younger and younger kids. Um, so we're, there's a lot of multifaceted things that, that we do to try and make it interesting to get into... Um, you know, an aspect of, of this industry, and we do a lot of outreach, um, and we do a lot of internships and work experience. We do have a great program with the BFI for both our. Um, uh, film production uh, team at Pinewood and also our our visual effects teams. So now we're actually seeing more like parity in our entry level positions, which is a wonderful thing. And um, this has been going on for uh, for a few years and so we're starting to see close to parity in our mid-level. Now we have to just not take our eye off the ball and make sure that we're really focusing on, um, you know, increasing that um, presence and diversity up through the ranks. We've always done pretty well in management and production, more than 60% of our leadership team is women. Um, but we've struggled um, a little in um, some of the, the uh, um, R&D uh, technology yeah. roles and also the, the, um, the, uh, uh, some of the artistic leadership roles. And um, so I'm, I really celebrate some of the successes that we've had of late, for example, and we've had three Women win, win um, visual effects technical achievement awards in the last two years from ILM, which is uh, which is fantastic, and I think there's been like five total ever, um, so that's that's uh, uh, something to be proud of. So we're seeing change, and um, but it's not going to happen unless we actually say it's not acceptable and put programs in place and get out there in things like this and say, it's not acceptable, we're doing something about it and, um, and uh, availability you know, is you there. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, 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 you, that, that, that it's really important because it's too easy just to say, well this is the way it is, you know, girls don't like to do visual effects, do, girls don't like to code, it's ridiculous, of course they do yeah. um, and there are, there are great careers in this industry for all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds and um, like, who'd have thought that someone from Tenby in South Wales would be getting to run Lucasfilm? I certainly wouldn't have done. Thank, thank goodness I didn't think about it too much. It's
0: <laughs> <That's> incredible. <laughs> it's an incredible story. Uh, do you wanna, we're going to open up some questions from you guys. Uh, is that okay with you? Yes. And I uh, will
2: not tell you what the script is for episode nine. Let's just get that out there right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Independent yeah, films yeah. within Lucasfilms.
2: Yeah, um, uh, possibly. I think that uh, Disney has announced its own direct-to-consumer streaming service mm-hmm. um, that is coming up now. And I think that that gives us an opportunity to bring some variety um, in, of uh, scope and, sc- and scale um, into uh, into our artistic endeavors, just put it that way. Um, and so I'm excited about that because, um, I- you know, it, it the film industry is, is going, especially one that is, um, Lucasfilm's reputation tends to be for these big epics, special effects extravaganzas. Um, so it, it's, it, it's a little hard to break out of that in, in the theatrical space, because there's such an expectation of what you need to do, um, what you need to create in, in the, um, what, what numbers you need to get in box office. In streaming, it provides us with an opportunity to um, have a ra- variety of, of projects out there. It provides us with opportunity to delve deeper into character that you don't really have time to do in a two-hour movie. Um, and it, it provides us to, to go a little bit more niche, too, and uh, not necessarily have to ha- have a movie that hits every, you know, all four quadrants. Um, so um, I can't, talk too much about what what we have in the but works but it definitely gives us that opportunity and i ilm about is that.
0: very involved in independent film ILM, as well, thank you
2: it? you actually reminded me of, the, of something i wanted to say because i was i was remiss in not thinking about what it's ilm has been doing as well sorry <laughs> um yes uh, ilm actually goes out of its way to um work on um different types of film because um uh, ILM, again, was also getting pigeonholed a little yes. into, I mean, poor us, pigeonholed into huge blockbusters like, you know, Jurassic All Park global and, success, eh? and yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean and Transformers, etc., which are wonderful films to work on. But um, to, to bring a little bit more variety, um, we have been actively looking at things like The Revenant. The Bear, um, the bear uh, and the, the Revenant. The Bear and the Revenant, which we couldn't admit was, a, was a, wasn't a real bear for um, most of the time that The Revenant was out, but we still managed to get um, nominated for it. And, uh, you know, Scorsese films, et cetera, and, and getting to work with wonderful filmmakers like that. We have to go out of our way because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily think of ILM when you're planning an independent film. But ILM seeks that work. Uh, Skywalker Sound um, does a huge amount of work with Sundance, for, for example, and we, we host Sundance Labs at the ranch. And um, that's often how ILM also gets involved in um, films that you wouldn't think that we would get involved with. Um, so, so the Lucasfilm companies definitely um, are already on along that path. Um, Lucasfilm um, storytelling itself, Lucasfilm produced films, um, we're excited about where the future is, is gonna take us with the Amazing. opportunity on streaming.
0: Amazing, another question please.
2: Sir? can i just send a uh, mic across <laughs> because we're capturing oh, the audio yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bear with ladies and gentlemen hannah from bafta Cymru. <laughs>
2: the hostess
0: for the mostest hello
1: uh being from pembroke um prior to your involvement with ilm and lucasfilm i mean how aware were you of pembroke dock's quite strong link to the original star wars trilogy
2: i was not at all aware of it but but trust me, I'm very aware of it now. My mum sends me an article every other week, it seems, about it. But what a what a wonderful like circular story, and um, and and it's it's just it's such a fantastic story that that's, um, you know so secret in those shipyards that building the first uh, Millennium Falcon, and it's um, I, I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't aware at all, though, when I lived there. That's well. a good film.
0: That's a good it film. It is. They well, someone did make The Blokes make Who uh, Made um, the Millennium a Falcon a in Benbrook Docks. There is
2: a short film uh, about it. It's wonderful. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, and a play. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, should we have... Uh, it's coming from Interfilms. We've got some young Interfilmers here. Hi.
2: Um, right, I'm a bit nervous, and um, just because of the fact that um, you've been a huge inspiration to me in the fact that you're a woman in film and you've got so far. Um, I'm a f- like, a year ago I graduated in computer animation in Atrium, cool. um, but realising I've got a similar background
1: as you, because I did film, theatre, costume design and such when I was younger, um, and finding out it's not really my scene, but I still want to get into film, what do you feel, especially the fact that loads of stuff's coming to Wales, do you feel is the best way trying to get
2: into the industry as a woman? Um, what isn't your thing? Computer animation isn't your thing? Okay. 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 Um, well, I would recommend... Um, um, th- there must be something that you're passionate about that makes you want to be in film. Is it, is it that you have a story to tell? Is it the visuals? Is it... Um, uh, producing, um, and uh, find out wh- what what that is. And um, uh, I would apply for internships. There's amazing work going on in Wales, and it is growing and, and growing. I mean, um, one of the things that is for, sh- for, for sure, this industry in, 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 in the United Kingdom in general is on fire, and um, we don't have enough <laughs> stage space, so we're, we're, we're looking for more stage space um, all the time. So. Um, and we're not alone. So there's a lot of opportunity, and there's not enough talent. Um, and there's wonderful talent, but we need more of it. Um, so there are, there are lots of companies um, like us that are have their own internships. There are um, ap- apply through th- um, programs like the BFI that, 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 that also have training programs that, that then can turn into internships in, in certain, um, in, in the industry within companies that are linked to it. So, but keep trying. Um, and um, keep applying and don't don 't get discouraged when it doesn 't work out the first time. Um, I think I was telling a story earlier that one of one of my uh, genius colleagues um, uh, is John Noll John Noll invented photoshop John Noll is one of the best visual effects um, supervisors of his generation he 's incredible he has on his door at work there is like Rejection letter after rejection letter after rejection letter and he puts them up there on purpose. He puts them up there to say that he never gave up. He kept trying. Um, And, uh, you know, it's, it it just takes that one person to say yes and they will say yes at some point. Hello. Hi. Thanks for coming. It's just really special to be able to to listen to you tonight. Um, I'm going to ask a question. You've been talking a lot about women's representation and the work you're doing there. Um, How are Lucasfilm and ILM working about with LGBTQ and ethnic diversity uh, within the company, on screen and off, would be really good to to hear about. Also, can you clear up Welsh Twitter's biggest question? How did the Red Dragon get into that? Uh, (laughs) Um, Well, first things first. uh, so when we are, are, are talking about diversity, we're talking about diversity of all kinds. Um, I use the statistic um, uh, of, of women because it's the one that came to mind, but um, we are um, looking at, um, uh, as I said, all, all kinds of diversity. There is diversity of, um, of economic background. There's LGBTQ, uh, there is... There is um, uh, you know, ethnic diversity. There is so so. I'm um, w- I'm a huge, huge believer that the 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 more diverse your your um, employee base is, um, especially in a creative field, the more likely you are to be able to tell stories that are relevant to the world as it is. Right? The world is changing so incredib- incredibly quickly. And um, sometimes I think it's taken uh, um, Hollywood especially a little time to catch up with that. And um, the, the, the more relevant, uh, sto- we want to be relevant storytellers, and in order to do that, we really have to have um, diversity in, in, our, in our ranks. And, um, you know, again, it's not going to happen overnight, but we're d- we, we are um, uh, really... Uh, putting a lot of effort into in increasing that, both in front of the camera and behind the camera, um, and in, in some ways, oddly enough, in front of the camera is easier, <laughs> um, uh, because you know we we have more roles, and you know our casting uh, decisions, they are as, as uh, you know we can make a decision that we want to to cast uh, um, you know a diverse person in these these certain roles and getting, getting enough of a bench behind the camera is, is actually um, a trickier at times, but we're making huge, huge progress, so I'm excited about that. Um, and I think you mentioned Black Panther. I think that's a fantastic example of, of a film that is inc- well incredibly diverse, but also incredibly relevant to the time. The, the reason that it, it resonated with people um, it's not just because it's a great film, because it is, but it's, it's, it seems relevant enough the time. And, um, you know, he's an amazing filmmaker with his, with his finger on the pulse. And um, so I think that that's a, f- a, a great example for us to all look to. Um, th- I've been asked many times about the flag um, on, uh, um, uh, <laughs> in the last scene there. Um, it was not my idea. And I have, I have denied it many times and pointed people to um, Marvel and um, <laughs> Victoria Alonso, who's a very good friend of mine. Um, she and Kevin Feige um, run Marvel, and um, <laughs> when, when I pointed them to her, she, she just says, how many Welsh people do you think I know? I'm <laughs> like, you're not helping! <laughs> So I have, I have no idea. I will say that my office is completely decorated with Welsh flags. Everybody buys me dragons. I have a dragon on my belt. I, I choose to believe that that is affectionate. When they call me the Welsh dragon, I'm going to choose to go with, with affection there. Um, so, I'm very loud in my Welshness. So, um, if, if I was any influence on that, then I, I am very happy to be. But I, I'm not sure that it was anything other than it's a really cool flag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hello. Thanks Hi. for coming tonight, Lyman. Um, and you, Kelly. Um, one of your greatest legacies as a company, I think, is the um, interactive digital output that you produced uh, w- with LucasArts, uh, sadly no longer with mm-hmm. us. Um, I was just wondering whether LucasFilm still got a toe in the water in terms of uh, interactive digital production, in terms of p- video games and the like. I know uh, I was lucky enough to go to Star Wars Celebration Europe a couple of years ago and try out the uh, Trials on Tatooine mm-hmm. tech yeah. demo on the HTC VI, which is, I know is not lucas arts but his industrial Light of magic it was absolutely mm-hmm. superb but fully immersive uh, uh, being shot by stormtroopers is one of the scariest things i've ever experienced i was completely um uh, immersed in that world yeah. uh, i was wondering like say i know star wars is a huge cash cow for lucasfilm but you do have other intellectual properties which you've mm. uh, used very well over the years and some of those seem to have been not so much swept under the carpet but um, but maybe overshadowed by the legacy of Star Wars, which obviously is huge, are mm. we going to see any of those guys again soon in future? And will you be involved in the production of those things?
2: Wow, that's a lot of questions in one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> firstly, I'm glad you asked about um, immersive um, technology. While LucasArts doesn't exist, we have um, we have a, a, a significant um, games team within Lucasfilm. Um, that, that come from LucasArts. They work with partners now, like Electronic Arts, and, and also with Disney's own uh, Disney Interactive team. So, but they're very, very heavily involved in our, our games. And then, as you mentioned, we have our ILMx lab, which was, as part of the tradition of Lucasfilm, was developed as an experimental lab to be out there on the edge of what we could do. And um, we work closely with Epic, games, and we have a bespoke version of their Unreal um, um, game engine. And there was a very quick uh, shot in the the reel there where um, sort of Stormtroopers and Phasma behind. Um, that was uh, created. That's an ex- experimental film that we did called Reflections. It was created entirely in the real-time engine. Um, and uh, w- we're really excited about what we're doing there, because it could, it can, completely changed the paradigm of creating linear storytelling with, with uh, a, an interactive engine, but it also then gives us um, a, a, the ability to have interactive storytelling um, with completely realistic film-like images um, that you can, you can go down multiple paths of a story, or c- you could do an immersive experience um, in goggles, in VR goggles, similar to what you did on Trials of Tatooine. So that's something we're really excited about. And related to that, we also have... um, We announced at celebration, actually, um, that we were doing a VEDA VR series. um, And uh, we're continuing with with that. And uh, as the technology has been improving and and the quality of the imagery is improving, um, it's allowed us to make something really, really realistic. It's also been... um, uh, challenging, but in a great way to figure out how you tell stories in such a, a non-linear, immersive um, way. Um, so I'm really excited for, for that to come out. So a lot in, in um, on a, a, a lot to come, and um, in both the games front and also the immersive storytelling front. Um, and um, in terms of other properties, well, we've already announced we're in development on Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> or Jones the Dig, Jones as we were calling Dabalism him, if, yeah. he, <laughs> if he was really Welsh. Jones the Dig. <laughs> 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 um, so that that's a, at least one thing um, that we have in the works. But um, uh, again, I can't say too much. But. Um, uh, George has left us with a wonderful legacy of, of properties that we, we've got our hands full right now with Indiana Jones and Star Wars, um, but that certainly uh, there are lots of ideas of what we could do, but what timing, um, etc. I, I don't have any promises to make. Hello. Hello.
1: Um, I'm interested to know about when the music gets involved in Lucasfilm. We, we were saying at the start there when Gwenna was playing piano yeah. we said oh that's indiana jones oh that's that's Jurassic park yeah. and it's so like it's so integral to the film you'll you'll hear the yeah. star wars theme tune you've got that star wars yeah so at what point does lucas film phone john williams and go <laughs> john we need some music for this film like th- is it during film where you send him the rushes and he'll go okay this would work with that shot or whatever or will how, how does it work
2: um, it's right from the beginning. That's wha- one of the, the most important hires that Cathy makes on any film is, is the composer, and God, what a gift to work with John Williams. I mean, it, it, his, his contribution to the film industry in general, not just to, to our films, which has been incredible, um, is is really astounding. I mean, his, his we talk about the ability to chug oh no. on the heartstrings. I mean, his music is... Uh, um, just uh, 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 just pivotal in that, I think, um, so yes, he, um, that the the composers and particularly John, are involved very early on. They get access to the to the script, so they know the tone that we 're going for, and then they, they get to see um, um, you know rushes all the way through and um, and then th- th- it comes in post productions when, <coughs> when we sit down with the orchestra and the scoring and. That's uh, a pretty incredible uh, moment when you're on a scoring stage and you're s- with-
0: do, do they still score it traditionally they with a screen? do,
2: and actually- Which Two, is rare two questions linking, if anybody had a chance to see, um, there's a VR um, little uh, short of on the scoring stage of John oh. conducting the, the orchestra on the stage with the, the clips be behind wow. and- it's um, it's it's really incredible to to see so it's it's you you're right it's such a pivotal part of of um, these stories and in fact any stories um, you know again i have the the pleasure of working with skywalker sound um, where in not just our films but all of the films they work on 20 something films a year and seeing their work, and then we have a scoring stage at Skywalker Ranch which is, you know, not too shabby.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and uh, seeing their work come together, and they do some, some as part of the Skywalker, at uh, 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 the Sundance Labs, they do this amazing thing where they'll um, have certain scenes scored a different way, and how it will make you feel something completely different, yeah. depending on what the, the score is. It's
1: With Jaws, all you need to hear yes. when you're in the scene, and yeah. you get that. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah.
2: Exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, um, it, it takes a real genius to be able to get to the core of what you're trying to to um, convey in that in that scene, and then overall the tone for the, the film.
0: It's that collaborative fit. Isn't it is. It? You yeah. know, you you know what John Williams sounds like yeah. when he's scoring a, yeah. a George Lucas and Spielberg film. Mm-hmm. They. That's the sound they make together. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, good. He's an incredible genius. And if you were at um, Celebration, um, uh, that, that moment in our 40th anniversary panel when the curtains opened and there was John and the orchestra, which we hadn't told anybody, even the actors who were on stage didn't know that, like, literally they're here and over there is... John Williams behind a curtain with an entire orchestra, and they wow. didn't know. Wow. <laughs> and he did Carrie's theme and um, um, or Leia's theme, I should say. Um, and yeah, that was an incredible moment. I don't mind saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> These stories mean a lot to lots of lots yeah. of people. This lady. <laughs> Hello.
2: <laughs> um, Nothing um, wrong with white dudes. We no just want more women. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it is. Um, and uh, Kathy is this incredible inspiration when it when it um, comes to that too. When you think of the the films that she's been involved in, quite amazing in the career that, that she has. And I love watching her work. Her, her work. Um, she waits for her time. And um, she absorbs. Uh, um, uh, but then she she really has a has a point of view and there, and. Um, she'll she'll uh, and I, I see this too, and I, I do it to a certain extent uh, um, myself, not that i 'm comparing myself to Kathy Kennedy in any way um, but it's it's not being discouraged when your point of view uh, um, isn't immediately accepted um, like, go in again, <laughs> like find your time, go in again, maybe adjust it, you know, because I think part of being a creative is listening as well, right, so you can evolve your point of view, um, but I think one of the things, especially women, and I'm, I know this is a huge generalization, which I hate when people say generalizations and here I am doing it, but um, I do find, in general, especially with women, is that when they have, the, you know, they, they speak up, And it's not accepted and people don't jump on it and say yes fantastic you get a little gun shy and um a a little reluctant to speak up again and that would be my my advice and i think my microphone keeps kicking out um uh, i I don't have that be a discouragement. Um, uh, you know, uh, keep, keep going at it. Um, the other thing that can tend to happen uh, and can be frustrating, it happens to me all the time, and I do it all the time too, um, which is, um, you know, you'll say an idea and it won't be, t- won't be uh, uh, necessarily um, applauded in the room. And then someone else will say it and then all of a sudden it's the most genius idea in the world <laughs> right <laughs> and that can be really really annoying and i will always say to people it actually doesn't matter whose idea it was it means that you actually had the right idea and it was built upon and uh, don't let that get discouraged to actually give have that give you confidence to say i'm going to keep coming up with my ideas and um you know it 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 Oftentimes, this is a little seed that will go in that's, that I know when I say I do it myself, someone will plant a seed, and I don't realize they have planted it at the time. And it will be later that I'll be like, I'm not sure where I heard this, but I'll, now I'm really liking this. And um, I hope that people don't take it personally. Um, so yeah, that would be my, my advice. Don't be discouraged by it when the people don't you know, start give you a standing ovation um, with, with, with your I- idea great to hear you talk about your experience and from my point of view I wanted to try and get an idea from you in terms of all these brands that you work on, these huge blockbusters, you must have endless ideas from creatives coming to you with products, digital ideas, marketing ideas, what's the checklist in your mind that you put against each of, of each of those partners or ideas to make sure it's true to ILM but also true to the brand? That's a great question. Um, well, it, it, sometimes it's different, whether it's ILM or, or um, Lucasfilm and Star Wars. Well, I'll answer the Star Wars thing um, first. Um, we, have, we get bombarded <laughs> um, uh, with with ideas for Star Wars, which is no bad thing. You know, this, this is a band that means inc- incredible amount to people, and we feel very, very pri- privileged to be stewards of it. Um, I think one of the most important things that we can do as being stewards of it is is to not overdo it and to, to not have a star burn so brightly that it burns out. And um, I think that, so therefore we say no a lot um, because we want this to last for another 40 years. You know, it's a brand that's lasted 40 years for a reason that, that it's been passed out um, and we've, there's a hunger in waiting for the, the, the next installment. Um, and, and, and because things are so connected, that's a great thing, but also it can be, it, it, it can, it can, um, be too much, you know? So I think that, uh, therefore, we always look at everything and say, A, is it something that adds value to the brand or adds value to the storytelling? Is it something that needs to be said? Um, and then is it being done in a quality, quality way, whether it's a product or whether it is um, content? Is it something that we have time to do in in a quality way? Um, uh, And then we also then always have the the lens of our fans. You know, they're really who who own this brand, Um, and um, you know, you 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 we're always conscious of them. Not to the extent that we have to, we get paralysed and don't have our own point of view. But but we're always conscious of is it something that they will enjoy. And um, is it something that will, in forty years, people will look back on it with with an affection that we h- had that partnership, or did, did um, you know whatever the product is? So that's so. Those are kind of the checklists for for um, Lucasfilm and, and and for Star Wars. For ILM, the checklist is slightly different um, because we're, we're we're a work for hire um, service that is uh, um, charged with making others' vision come to life. Um, we can't do everything, though. You know, we, we have a certain amount of of capacity. So there is there is. Um, um, you know, some, some choices that, that, that we, we make, and, and usually, it's, it must say something about our psyche, is like, is it something that hasn't been done before? Is it something that scares us? Is it something that um, we actually have no clue how we're going to do, that therefore furthers our brand, their ILM brand as being this innovation? Um, and a creative partner because directors come to us when they have something, they have an idea, but it, they have no idea whether it's doable. That's when we get excited when, when we're ILM. We get excited when we're terrified. I don't know what that says about our psyche. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> your, your checklist endlessly now. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome.
0: Gentlemen at the beginning, in your introduction, you mentioned that Wales is a
1: nation of storytellers. Mm-hmm. You also alluded to it uh, in one of the questions a little earlier
0: on. Pinewood in Wales is a loss-making company mm-hmm. that is being supported almost entirely by the Welsh Government. And in Wales, we seem to be losing traction with the creative industries, certainly of the last few years, where less and less is being made
1: in Wales and being taken to England. Mm-hmm. How, in Wales, do we ensure that this nation of, sort of storytellers are able to actually bring that message forward and how are Lucasfilm and ILM able to support that?
2: Um, well, I, I will say as uh, um, out of the gate that I don't know enough about the industry in, in Wales, probably much to, to my sh- shame to, to talk about what you uh, introduced. It, um about Pinewood, etc. cetera. Um, so I can't talk about that. But what I can talk about is the, um, the, the fact that um, there is a really um, uh, rich talent base in the UK in general um, for um, visual effects and animation. I think that there is a really rich talent, talent base in Wales and uh, certainly just over the, the border in Wales. Um, so what we look for is we look for talent. Uh, we look for, we, we've, we don't have enough stage space, <laughs> so we're looking for um, uh, a stage space that, that comes with talent. And we look for um, a, a place that has a variety of locations because, you know, especially with our Star Wars movies, having real locations is really important to us. Um, so uh, there are a lot of, of things on that list that Wales does check. Um, we've, we've not needed to expand out of, of Pinewood up till now, um, but as we were saying before, we have a lot of opportunity with, um, with the, the streaming service and with TV, et cetera, um, that is gonna require more content. And um, whether that ends up in Wales or not, I certainly have my preference about that. There are lots of things that have to, 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 to things that, that, that will align. But I certainly hope it will, because I think a lot of the ingredients are there. Um, and uh, um, you know, I, I think that, that we can leverage some of the things that we have built um, already, and uh, a lot of the ingredients already exist here. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that, that at some point those paths will align.
0: I um, also think there's. A d- I'm
2: not trying to be really vague, <laughs> but I also, <laughs> <like> <laughs> I can't. I yes. <laughs> but I, I think there's also
0: commitment from the storytellers of Wales as well, for uh, for for the storytellers, to commit to telling their stories in Wales, whether they're Welsh stories or not, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something, I, I feel like I, c- I yeah. can personally uh, say because um, it's it can't be all about uh, bringing opportunity, it's mm. about ceasing and creating opportunity as well. Mm. So I think we've got a bit to play in this, which is to have a go, mm. you know? Yeah. So I'm on the have a go side of the fence. Yeah,
2: phase, good, you know. me too.
0: But a great question. A gentleman here. I'm crew with the, uh, I Handa, and there, and then one over there.
2: H- Hannah's going to work out. You've done a huge amount of things in your career. Um,
0: what haven't you done yet that you would dearly love to do?
2: Oh, my goodness. I haven't had a time, chance to think about that. Um, I'm going to tie it to, to the last question. I would love to bring some filming back to Wales. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm it's, it's mainly because my mum would be very happy. She's, she's pretty sure the entire reason that we have a studio in Wales and that we shoot in the UK, a studio in the UK and that we shoot in the UK is because is she gets to see me more. So, <laughs> And I live to make my mum happy.
0: Also I've heard your Welsh cakes are legendary. My Welsh
2: cakes are legendary, they're my mum's recipe, so um, although they are called, (laughs) I'm not sure how legendary they are, they are called in our office the really weird cakes that Linwen makes. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know, that might be a definition of legendary. (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, in San Francisco, there may be like a uh, just a, a, a gluten-free Welsh cake, which is just a current. That's true. About. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Can we end on a question from uh, Gentleman the oh. Violin? Ah! <laughs> da 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 da, da. <laughs> Our last Star Wars
1: out in was Solo, uh, can I just? pass on my congratulations to everyone involved because I thought it was an amazing film. Thank you. And I'm sure a lot, everybody, a lot of people
0: will agree, is it going to be a second one?
2: Because <laughs> you've set it up big time for a second one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't answer that, yeah. Th- Then it'd be hand duo, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: uh...
2: <laughs> That's classic. I think we have to make it just for that. Don't uh, we? Don't.
0: Um,
2: I don't know. I think oh, that's my honest answer. I don't. I don't know. Um, there are certainly s- those are great characters, and there's certainly many more stories that we could tell. Um, and we also have a slate lined out, um, uh, and I'm not going to tell you what that is either. Um, <laughs> uh, s- uh, so um, uh, I honestly don't know yet. But I love the movie too.
0: Hedith, do you have a question? So I'm just going hey, to. Helen's made more films than any of us put together. I know,
2: very prolific.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, there are. Um, there are th- th- different films that, that stand out for me for different reasons. Um, you know, even though I didn't work at ILM, then Ossoff worked on, out, uh, um, on the f- film, so I'm going to couch Jurassic Park, um, because that was the moment that just hooked me, um, and that, that I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, the very first film I worked on in ILM, uh, um, Star Wars Episode One. it might not be my favorite film, um, I think it's a good film, and we certainly made many, many advances, but that, I remember, I, I, when I see that film, I remember that moment of walking through the door of ILM for the first time and just being like literally goosebumps, I still kind of do. Um, uh, so that one is huge on, on my list um, and we were talking before, sometimes it's the hardest films that stick in my mind, like the films that nearly killed us. Um, you know, when we were doing, <laughs> when we maybe took off more than we could chew with, with the whole insatiable need for the impossible um and uh, perfect storm is one of those i remember um it was the first time we'd done digital water and so we thought we'll do a whole film of digital water <laughs> because why not um and it nearly brought us to our knees and i remember that that incredible sense of teamwork that the entire company came together and um uh, you know managed to pull that off and the the literally last second, so that one, it, it sticks in my mind, too. And um, more recently, um, I will say, uh, you know, all of the Star Wars films, but the, the one that really stands out for me is, is The Force Awakens, because it was just this huge global mm. m- moment um, to, to be involved in that. It was, was something that was, was um, truly special, um, so, yeah.
0: Well, you say, how does uh, a girl from Pembrokeshire become the MD of Lucasfilms and the president of ILM? But I would say that the talented A-plus student who could play the violin (laughs) and get a degree in geography and never use it, and uh, whose career can take a sidebar by falling off a roller coaster, (laughs) is perfectly equipped to be doing what you're doing. We're very proud of you. We're thrilled that you're here and you're an inspiration to us all. It is great to be in your orbit. Linwen Brennan, everybody. (laughs)